face to face, hand to hand, film to film. Welcome to the Film to Film podcast. My name is James Churgan. I am joined here after a small technical mishap by Inyaki Lanero. How are you doing, Inyaki? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. This is our first podcast of 2023. Hope everyone's having a good New Year. Uh, and we did say we we're going to do this at the beginning now. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with us, uh, send an email to zafilmtofilm at gmail.com. Uh, or you could tweet at us, zafilmtofilm. Love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, we always mention that at the end and we realize that people probably tune out for that. So just wanted to let people know how they can uh, get in touch, give suggestions, uh, feedback, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, rate, rate us and um, all that stuff too. Yeah. So today we are doing um, a notorious film, uh, one of the most famous Italian horror films in existence, Zombie Flesh Eaters, a.k.a. Zombie 2. Uh, yeah. Um, Inyaki, what did you think of uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie 2? It's a pretty solid uh, zombie f- flick. Uh, it has some pretty decent gore. Um, the the dubbing is was... Not the best, actually. I was surprised that uh, after seeing so many dubbed movies, this one actually did not feel great. Um, but I mean, it's it's just this overall decent zombie film. I think uh, probably at its time, I you know had you seen it back back then, uh, you and. You know, having a market that was not extremely saturated with this genre, I, I would say this would be one of the better movies. Uh, it's nothing, nothing compared to uh, the Romero films, but still, yeah, yeah. Screw the social commentary. Screw all that stuff that Romero did. This is a. Uh... Yeah, this is a very different film. Uh, you know, I think I, I mostly agree with you there. Uh, I, for me, at least, this is a lot of people's favorite Fulci film. And I think if you Google uh, Italian horror films from the 1970s, uh, this film came out in 1979, so right at the tail end there. And it does kind of feel like a little bit more like a 1980s film uh, to me than a 70s one in some ways, uh, just with like its heavy synth score and all that stuff going on. Um, but uh, I, I think this is something that is going to show up. And for me, at least... Uh, I do. I, I think there are some scenes in here that are absolutely iconic and essential um, that we'll talk about. I do think the film does have some issues, uh, so I personally would not put this amongst my absolute favorite Fulci's. Uh, I don't even know if it would make my top five, but that also uh, goes to show you uh, that Fulci has made a lot of good films. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I, I think I do like some of his giallos more. Uh, for me, at least, this film is a very rewatchable, but also uh, kind of flawed in, in, in some ways, uh, certainly in the pacing at, at moments. But I do absolutely love uh, a couple of the scenes that we do we are blessed uh to uh th- that they even exist in this world uh shall we say <laughs> yeah no, i mean when it comes to uh certain certain gore uh scenes especially uh and just the setup of those are it's just very creative uh although even then like i would say fulci has had better or more suspenseful yet gross gore in other films, um, but this one this one is pretty solid as well. Uh, what, what's interesting is like I, I'm aware that it's called Zombie Two because Fulci wanted to, or I don't know if Fulci or the producers wanted to uh, uh, write off the way from uh, Dawn of the Dead, which uh, was titled Zombie in Italy. And I believe that's, yep, that's, that's what right. happened. Although I also understand that Zombie 2 actually was written 
before Dawn of the Dead came out, which means that the movie in and, in and of itself is not a ripoff, even though it has uh, even yeah. though it has a quote in there that I, I it almost feels like they added afterwards. But anyways, uh, yeah, we, we'd not be surprising. I mean, when we were doing the Giallo films. Uh, something similar happened too. Uh, like the bird with the crystal plumage came out, and that was such a big hit. And so there are some films that were already written, and they sort of like modified the script just a little bit to include like Black Love Killer and yeah. stuff like that. I think Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward was one of those, and I feel like this is one of those too. I mean, in some ways, this is kind of the more of the traditional Haitian voodoo Ooh. zombies. At least it hints on that we're going like, to uh, the Caribbean, like white zombie, um, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly right. So kind of the very old school ones, pre-Romero. So it certainly has kind of that mix. But of course, uh, yeah, it, it's taking advantage of the hit that was Dawn of the Dead, which was, of course, also produced by uh, Dario Argento, mm-hmm. who had control of the European cut. And so was pretty prominently involved, I think, in the financing of that film, who brought on Goblin and stuff for that film, too. So that film was a big hit in Italy. And uh, I, I doubt Argento was very pleased to see uh, kind of one of its rivals uh, do this film. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have Zombie 2, which I think is probably the best of the Italian zombie mm. films, a kind of subgenre. I don't necessarily, <laughs> that, that, that certainly varies in quality uh, as far as things go. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things here that Fulci does that are really impressive. Uh, you, there you're referencing uh, kind of some of the more... Um, some of his other films, I'm guessing you were talking about uh, the New York Ripper in there yep. uh, as something that kind of combines the suspense and the gore and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, well, one, one thing I, I, I will say about this is, um, although this movie is definitely, I, I don't think this, um, beyond taking advantage of the uh, the title of the movie, I, obviously this movie is not a ripoff of Dawn of the Dead since, uh, you know, their, their settings are completely different and, uh and whatnot, but what I do believe that this movie, or what I think this movie, or to me, what what this movie had the most similarities with, stylistically speaking, uh, was uh, Night of the Living Dead. Like now, now I I don't know how many uh, films since Night uh, Night of the Living Dead to Dawn of the Dead, how many zombie films came out, uh, but at least. There were some, but not a lot. Dawn of the Dead, I think, kicked it off. Okay, because, yeah, th- this one had a lot of elements of Night of the Living Dead, uh, especially around the end, where you have the mon- hmm. Molotov cocktails being thrown at zombies, and uh, even the way that zombies are eating, it's more of a very calm... I, I mean, b- after the attack, the, the, the just those scenes where the zombies are eating the dead, the dead bodies... Uh, just really remind me of uh, Night of the Living Dead, where, where you would also have those kind of scenes, obviously in black and white in that film, but uh, just, you know, the calm, very calm and collect- collected zombies just having, you know, almost a meal out of, you know, gross body parts of the dead bodies. Um, all of that, I, I, I mean, this movie sort of reminded me a lot of Night of the Living Dead in those sort of elements. Again, not saying it's a ripoff. I mean, at the end of the day, Romero created the zombies that we know. A Night of the Living Dead is the first creation of that, right? Um, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I, I think perhaps there is more Night of the Living Dead here than giving credit. I mean, this film is often compared with Donna the Dead just because of the eras and because it's obviously riffing off of it. But, you know, the films are quite different. I mean, 
Pittsburgh shopping mall versus the Caribbean. I mean, it doesn't get much more different than that. And one other uh, film that I'm not sure if you're familiar with or not, but have you heard of The Tombs of the Blind Dead? No, no. Okay, so that's another one that I think might have uh, some influence, but it's kind of like about these night Templars that sort of rise from the dead. I don't know if it would strictly be classified as zombie, but it sort of is like these dead things coming back. And so the stuff with the Spanish conquistadors uh, coming back to not life and stuff like that uh, being raised. What's the name again? It kind of reminds me of that. Tombs of the Blind Dead. It's uh, Spanish-Portuguese from the early 70s. Interesting. it's, it's a good film. It's, it's certainly worth watching. I think there's a couple uh, different films there. I mean, the Spanish film industry is similar to the Italian one, but usually doesn't get quite the uh, same acclaim as kind of films from that era. Um, so yeah, this was, uh, this was I think, an even bigger hit than Dawn of the Dead in Italy. It's one of the few films that Fulci just really had like a smashing success on. Um, and I do think that kind of the success of this film really kind of fueled sort of the image that people see Fulci at. We kind of went about Fulci kind of in a little bit of a different way, watching a lot of his Jolly first, when I think most people are more introduced to him through this film, through New York Ripper and that sort of stuff. So we kind of have seen sort of the range of Fulci as like a filmmaker, whereas this one and Ripper, uh, you know, you could see them as very like just lurid, uh, provocative, uh, just lots of gore leering at stuff, a um, little bit of um, uh, exploitation as far as like women go mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So I think uh, it's interesting to kind of go backwards and, and see some of those earlier works too before going to this. And because I think this film was such a big success, uh, he, like he spent the next few years kind of like doing uh, other films that the Greeds of Hill, Hell trilogy, which we'll probably have to bring onto the podcast at some time, which probably the other films that he's most well known for. And personally, I actually like all three of those films a little bit more than Zombie itself. But uh, it's it's kind of interesting to look at them as sort of like uh, sort of this mid career uh, phase that Fulci is in. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with the uh, what's it called uh, the exploitation uh, aspect of this. This one, this one had so many unnecessary scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this might be, uh, this might be the most, uh, <laughs> the most unnecessary but necessary uh, film that we've had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess not scenes, but I, 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 and this is like, I'm not talking about the gore. Actually, I highly appreciate the gore. I'm talking about the. Uh, the skinny, the, the the random ass skinny dipping. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's certainly a shock for people that you know. I mean, now it's like people in TV shows and movies have sex with their full fully clothed and stuff like that. And this is pretty far from that. And I feel like in New York Ripper, that film might push the limits even more. Uh, for me, at least, I find points uh, to that. For me, I, 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 this film feels a little bit more like this, like the nudity and stuff like that is the point. In this one or in New York Ripper. In this one, I feel like there's a little more subtext in New York Ripper, personally. Yeah, I, I, I guess in the, to me this one, uh, the, 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 I mean, that the like naked diving, just was unnecessary. I mean, she could have worn <laughs> like you know something different than you know just a thong, and that's it. She she could have. That was completely unnecessary. Uh, yeah. I mean, the camera totally lingers on her, too. I mean, the camera lingers on the gore as well uh, throughout this film, but it absolutely uh, just kind of explores her right, but, whole yeah. body. When, when it comes to gore, I think it's justified. We're watching a horror. Gore is, you know, an, an element uh, that many horror ha- films have. The nakedness, not necessary. Uh, New York Reaper, that actually made sense, was part of the plot, sort of. I, I think as far as I remember. 
here not so much yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure it, it it is a little bit shameless and so you do kind of have to forgive it for those points if you're gonna uh sort of fully enjoy this film um all right well let, let's dive into this uh so uh yeah what what did you like about this film what stood out to you anything uh just to kick it to you right off the bat that you want to bring up um <clears throat> There were certain scenes that I, I truly enjoyed. I, I, I think this this is a very cookie-cutter film when it comes to a zombie film. Uh, even though it's one of their older ones, it, it just truly has uh, all the elements of a zombie film and uh, that, that were already done by Romero and I think perhaps the other movie you mentioned, uh, The Tomb of the Blind, uh, Knights or whatever. <laughs> Uh, tomb, tomb of the Blind that, Dead, yeah, yeah, which had the kind of the blind, uh, blind zombies too, sort of like right. this one. Right, so it, it it doesn't bring too much, too many new things. Like as plot wise, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. Uh, even even the voodoo stuff, it's like we, we saw it in, in in we see it a little bit in, in White Zombie, which is technically not a zombie movie as we would know it today. Certainly not a Romero one. I mean, I think to today's audience, like if you've been watching a, fuck the that TV show, The Walking Dead, uh, then I mean it, it would feel like just a totally different zombie. Right. But I mean that is the OG zombie. Right. Exactly. But I mean that's not the zombie. The, the white white zombie does not fall within the zombie genre. I would say, like as we know it, as as, as defined by uh, Romero. Well, yeah, but. Uh, Romero, Romero's zombies are the sub. When, when you when you say this, okay, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I, For, yeah, I mean, well, we could get into semantics. But anyway, the, the, the whole point is, it's it grabs the voodoo from white zombie, it goes balls in for, with the Romero type of zombies, and it doesn't really add anything new. Uh, with all that said, it has some beautiful shots. You got the zombie versus the shark. That's a very, very fun shot to watch. Uh, you got uh, the, the zombie, uh, the, the, uh, the, the wife getting her eye stabbed. Very fun. And um, although this is nowadays done time and time again, uh, the, the main character is just shooting at zombies within the, the, the doctor's office. So just, that was just, you know, plain fun seeing how each of them is dying little by little each of the main characters yeah yeah i mean fulci knows what he's doing i mean it's very much in his realm there where we're just seeing exploding corpses and like different like chicken livers exploding and that sort mm-hmm. of thing exactly well granted though one, one thing that surprised me about this movie that i was not expecting is that the scenes where they're shooting zombies look like shit and 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 by that i mean um, with Romero films, whenever you had a, a scene where, like, whenever a zombie got shot, especially on the head, you would see the head blow up. In this movie, I would say that would only happen in, like, about four shots, and the rest, it would just be, like, a red dot. Mm. And actually, you didn't have any, uh, or not not even blown up, but, like, you know, the, the, the effects were cheap. And by cheap, I mean literally they just painted like something red. And it's like, all right, we assume that, you know, the zombie got shot on his head. Uh, with Romero's, every time someone got shot, even in, um, in Night of the Living Dead, 
anytime someone got shot, you would see that you would see a very solid bu bullet wound on the head or somewhere else. And I, I was surprised that this one chipped out on that, considering that it was so gory and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this film cheaped out in a number of things. Uh, one thing it cheaped out on that we'll talk about a little bit later is on the shark part where they decided they didn't have enough money for an animatronic, so they were going to use a real shark. So apparently that was a budget-saving measure, uh, which is hilarious. Um, and the other part, which I just laugh at at the very end, is the part where you see zombies on the Brooklyn Bridge, and then it slowly zooms out, and then you see just cars going on normally I know. <laughs> during the credits, and I just can't help but laugh. It's like, you know, these people had money to pay for, like, people to walk on the Brooklyn Bridge uh, in the freezing cold, but <laughs> they didn't have the money to shut down the Brooklyn Bridge for uh, half an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's really expensive, but... The, the funny thing is, it wasn't even that many people. Like, it's not like the Brooklyn Bridge is packed with zombies. It's like it's a group of zombies. As it, zoom, it yeah. as it continues zooming out, you're like, oh, that, it's not that many zombies. Like, it, especially <laughs> because cars yeah. are literally driving not only to, uh, outside of... I mean, you would... Actually, cars driving would make sense. Except for they're driving at a regular, you know regular speed yeah and some are driving there's no and someone drive and some are driving into the city so it's like well well i don't it doesn't look like they're escaping the fucking city <laughs> it looks very normal yeah uh, yeah i mean and supposedly just a bit of trivia for everyone when i was researching this film it's like uh for those zombies uh they paid them 40 dollars okay. each uh and they stapled two 20 bills together to make sure they didn't accidentally add a third 20 bill there uh so you know, uh, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, that is how you collect a bunch of people in New York uh, and make them. Well, move. I mean, uh, I, I noticed that, that part. I noticed uh, it, it actually happens at the beginning, too, uh, when uh, the cops, uh, the, the, the boat is brought back. And there's a scene where, you know, the cops are outside the boat, sort of looking at it. This is New York City. And you hear cops saying, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And, and you think there's going to be like a huge crowd. And instead, it's just like a really tiny crowd behind a fence. And the, because the shot is from far away, you literally can see it's like about 10 folks, maybe even less. Just And that's what the cop is, you know, quote unquote, controlling. This is the crowd control of folks trying to gawk. When in reality, it would be a shit yeah. ton of people gawking. Especially in New York right, City. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 let's talk about the New York parts of it. I mean, I kind of just love the idea of them uh, going to New York and just shooting some stuff. Uh, they're probably doing it like ragtag Italian style, too. Uh, I mean, he would later come to New York for a New York Ripper, too, of course. Um, supposedly, one another piece of trivia is that when they were shooting the newspaper scenes in a building, they just kind of went up to one of Rupert Murdoch's buildings and were shooting it there. And they were like accidentally interrupted one of Murdoch's meetings himself. And so he kicked him out of the building. Nice. So, you know, <laughs> props to Fulci there. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on New the New York scenes in general that kind of open and, well, open the film more than anything? I actually liked them. Um, it's a good introduction on, on you know, the first zombie. It, it, it opens the mystery pretty well. I hear that actually all the New York scenes were almost a little bit of rewrites <laughs> post Dawn of the Dead. And uh, I thought even though there were rewrites, uh, it, it worked out pretty pretty well. Um, spe especially the, the introduction of the zombie. I, 
I also... Yeah, I... Oh, 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 I was going to say, I wonder also if Cannibal Holocaust may have had a bit of an influence in terms of wanting to set some of it in New York, because that kind of had that one style where they're kind of cutting back and forth from New York, where it's sort of like they're using that footage and reviewing it and stuff, and then going back to that, and that just came out a couple of years before this, too. That and sort of like the travelogue stuff, I feel like uh maybe related uh, as far as th- those two films oh go. yeah maybe uh al- although I, I i feel like that fulci completely missed the point of uh of uh, cannibal holocaust if you know if he was doing that right like because kind of kind of cannibal holocaust there's a reason why you start off in new york and you have the back and forth here th- there's very little reason why is in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Nathaniel, I'm sure, had an aneurysm about that. About how did this boat just happen to show up in, like, the biggest city uh, in the world? This unmanned boat. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are quite a few unanswered questions in this film that are better left uh, uh, unanswered. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or unasked, I should say. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's funny. I, I didn't even think of that part. I was just talking more on the on you know the the, the reasoning why you would have something uh, like cannibal Holocaust makes sense because there's a reason of like modern world versus you know uh, old oh, yeah, world yeah. here uh, New York City feels like it is unnecessary but it is a fun addition. I think they just want to make it feel bigger, uh, if you know what I mean. Oh, right. So, I mean, and, and to some extent it does accomplish that. I also do like the New York opening. Uh, it just, uh, the zombies on the boat and stuff like that, I think it does work quite well. Um, you have the big chump, chubby zombie uh, coming out at them. And uh, yeah, just, just a nice little opening there. Um, I do think the film, uh, if I were to criticize some of it, 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 this film is only 90 minutes, but I think there's some stuff that I would personally sh- truncate. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the bits kind of after we sort of have that first zombie encounter. Just not a lot goes on until they actually get to the Caribbean. So that's probably where I would look to if I was uh, kind of pointing out some of the pacing flaws with the I film. agree. I, I think the uh, that that's the part, I guess, where where it, it falls indeed. Because, I mean, you have the open... The, well, the opening is shooting of the father. But, I mean, you have the New York scene, the, the boat scene, and that's great. And then after that, uh, the unraveling of the mystery, I think it's, it is sort of poorly written. Uh, especially, you know, you, you have uh, the scene, I, I mean, you have the Rupert Murdoch scene or the, the newspaper scene, and it just kind of goes long. There's too, too many scenes that sort of go, go long, and, and I would say the, the main character, at least the, the journalist guy, uh, Peter, I think is the name, uh, mm-hmm. guy's not super charismatic. Um, no, uh, and the main girl. I mean, neither of those two characters are are very charismatic. So you you almost want to want to have the movie start like you know. I mean, obviously we're not gonna rewrite it. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm better than uh, Fulci at this, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I don't think he even wrote this film too. Okay. So I mean, you can I can yeah. shit on it a little bit. No, but I mean, it would have been made more sense. You know that, uh, person gets killed. You know, cop starts asking the the girl, and then the girl her by herself. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go to the island and kick it off right there. We do, we don't need the journalist. I mean, yeah. Complete, I, not that he's unnecessary. I mean, he does a lot of things, but I mean, had the movie empowered the the main girl more 
it actually would have made the movie shorter and, and more entertaining. Just the girl says, like, fuck it, yeah. I want to know where my dad is. Because this is a mystery, and boom, just straight straight to the to that uh, that shot of the airport and her going to, you know. Yeah, and we don't have to do all, like, the in-between of them getting there, too. It's like there's a little bit of unnecessary stuff there. I mean, to talk about the cast a little bit... Uh, I personally, I don't find the anyone in the cast to be particularly compelling. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everyone is just more or less adequate as far as this goes. Uh, did anyone stand out to you, or was it kind of just more more or less the same? I mean, the doctor uh, was super good looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, besides that, no, nothing compelling. Uh, the doctor also has the great opening line of the film, exactly. uh, like, yeah. The boat can leave now. Tell the crew after he uh, shoots the first zombie. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, I, 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 and apparently, Doctor, uh, the, the the actor Menard. Uh, what's his, what's his name? Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Johnson. Apparently, uh, he was at double double Dick Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's really funny. Uh, but yeah, apparently that actor had been. Uh, uh, almost was James Bond but at the end Sean Connery got the role and you know <laughs> I, I can see it though like the guy the, like, the guy actually has the James Bond look you know uh, dark hair uh, a little bit tan with like steely blue eyes and uh, and that's why I'm like you know the doctor I, I like him Man is the man yeah. is sexy looking. Like <laughs> he he might be he might be the best one of them. I mean, I feel like this is kind of uh, you know indicative of this film. It's like you have a lot of like uh, like not not the most famous actors in here. It's like the lead that comes from New York is played by Tisa Farrow, who is Mia Farrow's sister, mm -hmm. uh, who played I think a very small role in Manhattan in the same year which is just kind of funny to think about uh and she appeared in a couple of these kind of Italian exploitation films uh, before retiring from acting and so I I don't think she's particularly good I not, she's not as good of an actress as uh her sister uh in my opinion at least uh, from what I've seen mm. of her um but I don't know I mean no one annoys me but I think you're right that the dubbing is not very good here i think a lot of the dialogue is not necessarily great in this film too like e even on usually for uh kind of an italian film even you're used to kind of the mediocre to low standards of of uh dialogue but you know what's amazing in this movie uh the comb over of the main character the the journalist peter that, oh yeah dude that guy's comb over was crazy because uh, there's a scene where I'm like, oh yeah, like I have some solid hair, and then there was one shot in one scene which just above him, guy's bald as hell. So I was like, damn, his come over is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, so then we get to the island, uh, and um, yeah, let's talk about kind of as soon as they well, before they get to the island, I should say we have the iconic zombie versus shark scene. Yes. You want to start us off on that? Uh, all right. So you got the naked girl. She sees a shark. She gets scared. The main uh, one of the main characters starts shooting at the shark from the boat, which uh, is guaranteed not to hit the shark, because that's not how 
guns work. And then there's a random zombie in the bottom of the wa water who attacks the girl, but, uh, you know, she, she escapes and then attacks the shark. And you have... Uh, I, I actually did not know it was a real shark until later when I looked it up. But uh, yeah, for a while I thought... I mean, I was thinking it's like, that has to be a fucking dummy because but it looks so good it looks so <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. good but it's like it has to be a dummy it has to be not not a dummy in the guy but uh the the, the shark it like has to be like a real a real like real uh, real size like toy or something and no it's it's a fucking shark and uh that's pretty impressive so for the stunt uh guy who played the zombie i mean kudos hopefully you're still alive yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, this movie was made by insane people, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised. Uh, I mean, whoever's a stunt double on that, uh, I mean, really, you know, tip of the hat. Yeah, so I, I do have a little bit on that. I did some uh, research on that. Let's see. Uh, who? What was his name? Uh, Ramon Bravo, uh, who was, I think, the trainer there and who plays the underwater zombie. That's the guy that did it. Uh, they had another guy. That was supposed to do it, but apparently he uh, he called in sick or something mm. like that on that day. You know, I wonder why. <laughs> curious, curious bout of food poisoning on that day from the Caribbean food. Uh, so <laughs> I would hate to be Ramon Bravo, where it's like, yeah, <laughs> Giovanni couldn't make it. Uh, he he, uh, you know, he'll do all these car stunts, but <laughs> he got sick from the Caribbean food out here. So you're gonna have to stand in for him and uh, fight the shark. So yeah, it was actually done by the uh, shark trainer. Huh. Was uh, Ramon Bravo? Um, so so okay, but he was a shark trainer, so I guess he knew how to hug sharks. Yeah, I mean the impression I got from what I understand in my little bit of uh, research uh, is that they basically uh, uh, they fed the shark a lot, and then they basically pumped it full of uh, tranquilizers, uh, but not too much, so it didn't pass out. I see. That was so a uh, little bit of a uh, questionable animal abuse there, um, but they didn't kill it at least. Which is very common in in this Italian genres. Yeah, it was just, uh, sadly better than you can say about uh, some other Italian films. I would say like better than almost all the like cannibal Italian. Oh films. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, Mexican uh, underwater photographer underwater play had to play the underwater. Oh, zone. he was Mexican. Okay. Because I th th this film was shot in um, the Caribbean part was in uh, Dominican Republic, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, which I'm guessing was probably the majority of the film. Obviously, they shot some exteriors in New York, and they probably shot a lot of uh, sets and interiors in uh, Italy somewhere. But um, there's a lot of exterior shots here, and Fulci always does pretty well with kind of these locations. So I do like uh, kind of the what they shoot in the Caribbean. I think it looks great. And uh, uh, the stuff in New York looks great yeah. too. Um, they didn't portray the Caribbeans that well. I mean, you had that taxi driver who had to be bribed to get them to a uh, to like a marina. And then the man is like, hey, what about the tip? I mean, he didn't say that. He actually made it even worse. It's like, senor, was my service not good enough? It's like, bro, you got bribed. Uh, you already got paid. Although, why the fuck do you get do you need a bribe to to show where the, <laughs> their boats? I know, right? 
Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about another unnecessary scene uh, that adds very little to the film. I mean, you know, a little taste of uh, racism. That's fine. <laughs> yep, that's true. Uh, yeah, shoot, I had something to say there, but I kind of lost my uh, train of thought. Uh, yeah, I mean, the when they're on the boat, it does look gorgeous, even though it does take them a bit to get to Montul, mm-hmm. where the zombies actually are. Um, yeah, I mean, Nathaniel also definitely wondering how the hell a zombie got underwater randomly in this very random part of uh, of the ocean with the shark hanging well, out, maybe too. maybe he's trying to escape the island. I mean, could be. I, I don't know. I... It, it has to be something like that, but it, it is totally bizarre and completely unexpected uh, i like how it just kind of slowly introduces one element after the other and i think for me uh this is like the second or third time i've seen zombie uh for me at least that that's one of like the moments of like what the fuck that you're gonna get the first time you watch that where you're watching it you're like okay this is shark this is jaws oh that shark looks pretty good uh, it's coming after her okay this scene's getting pretty good and all of a sudden the zombie enters and then at that point it's just like what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's like, who made this film? And then, like, the zombie takes, like, a big bite out of the shark, and, and the shark is biting off the arm of the zombie, and it's like, what you is got, this You got film? some green blood coming out, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest, for me, th- this is the height. The, this is the best scene of the movie. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think if it was just that scene, I mean, this film would still go down as, like, a super memorable cult film. Uh, thankfully, there is more to this film than just that. But uh, I mean, like that scene alone is is certainly uh, like an old time zombie moment. Yeah, I mean, it's a great scene. Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, it knowing the background and how fucking insane everyone was makes it even more impressive. Because I mean, that means the girl was around a fucking shark, and then you uh, uh, yeah, like an naked girl is swimming around a shark. Uh, and then you got a guy on a zombie costume, which probably, I mean, I bet the shark is used to the dude, but now add a zombie costume to the dude, and then, you know, the shark could get scared and bite him, even though it's all, like, has tranquil, like, drugged, drugged up. up on everything. I mean, I mean, it's an animal. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what it's going to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> but, but also, like, I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. And, 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 and you add, uh, so you have all those elements, and then you are in the open water. So the, the, the ground level is beautiful. You have all this fish just swimming around. And it's just, it's a very beautiful scene with a shark, a real shark. Um, you know, so you add that, that, that the, 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 uh, the threat to, the, to one of our characters, you know, the girl. And then you add a zombie to it. You have all of those elements. I mean, how is this not one of the greatest scenes in the world? Uh, I mean, not just for a zombie movie, but for a, a movie in general. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a horror movie uh, all-timer there, uh, just that one scene. And I mean, I think that scene probably has something to do with why this film has such like a high reputation as far as like Italian uh, genre films go. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else to add for the zombie shark scene? I mean, besides... Uh... The girl could have worn a little bit of her clothing. Uh, no, no, I think. Uh, I mean, and, and, yeah, and some yeah. folks probably will be like, oh, man, you're such a prude, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But hey, I, you know, what if you wanted to watch this like somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just unnecessary. 
it's completely unnecessary. Um, but yeah, it's totally part of the film. I mean, I, I like how they still literally do have her in the same shots as the shark, which is like another, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's another insane thing that they did. Uh, just having like this woman who, you know, it's one thing to have the zombie uh, down there who is the shark trainer. It's another thing to have this completely random actor. Yeah. Uh, hanging out down there, uh, scantily clad, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming she's probably like the the the, the actor is probably a good swimmer and perhaps a professional swimmer, maybe. Perhaps, perhaps. I don't know if she's a great actor, but uh, she, uh, you know, kudos to her for even appearing mm-hmm. in that scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, before we we continue, I want to. If we're talking about Nathaniel moments. Uh, or Nathaniel things. Perhaps my biggest complaint about this movie is the lack of agency of all the female characters. I mean, literally, this is one of the movies where whenever any female character encounters a zombie, except for that the, the underwater scene, except for that, all the other times, they just fucking freeze. They scream. Yeah, and, yeah. And they gotta no. be either saved or they just get their shit ruined or both like the the nurse later on who, who it's like she's just screaming the entire time and then the guy like shoots a zombie and you're like okay she's saved and then another zombie eats her and you're like okay well zero agency for that character and and for all of them they're, they're all just freeze like fucking deers in, in yeah 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 no i know i i had that in my notes too about how like these zombies seem to have some sort of like mesmerizing power it's sort of like the guy from Kier all of a sudden shows up in the film and no one can move or get out of the way except it's only the woman and well it's the woman but uh and it's also the only two that seem to be able to do anything are kind of the two uh random white men that that show up on the island oh yeah too. i mean the only survivors uh, were the blonde people because the doctor has dark, uh, it was a brunette dead the black people I mean, we don't even see them dying. They're just dead. And, uh, you know. It, the locals, they're dead, dead somehow. Yeah. I mean, so generally speaking, you know, that, that happens. I, I, I guess I was surprised, though, because uh, the other Fulci movie that we've seen, the other two Fulci movies that we've seen in the... In, uh, three, three, actually. Okay. Duckling, Duckling, Psychic, and Ripper. Okay, on the three uh, Fulci films that we've seen, uh, the female characters actually have quite a bit of agency. Uh, they are actually, if not main characters, almost main characters from what I remember. And, and they're actually strong characters. And here, they, they really are useless when you need them when when they need to do something yeah. useless to save themselves and I, I i don't know if it's nathaniel moment or it's just like what happened fulci why this movie <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't necessarily disagree i i think if you were to say they're not fully realized i would say that everyone is pretty much not fully realized here everyone's a card, kind of a cardboard cutout uh but you're right it's like there's something that does go on it's like the characters especially the women just kind of stare as they meet their demise in mm-hmm. this film and they just more or less scream and everything just kind of happens in slow motion. And I do like how a lot of that looks, it kind of creates this really unsettling rhythm to it. Uh, but, uh, it, it is, uh, of note that it is only the woman characters that that is happening to. Yeah. I guess the wife, she does fight back a little bit and then she gets her eye, I, I, her, <laughs> she gets one eye ruined, the doctor's wife. Yeah. She screams her ass yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, she does. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I do like that scene. I mean, I think that's one of the other scenes that is definitely going to be kind of a standout there. Uh, some really uh, effective uh, effects mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and they, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do a good job. I feel like it's one of the few scenes where they actually go for some suspense there. Yeah. So he actually has a lot of zombie point of view in this uh, film too, is another thing that I noted that I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know how often you get that in other zombie films, but it seems this has to be on the upper end of uh, kind of that spectrum. Uh, and so, yeah, the f- scene is just sort of drawn out. You kind of know what the scene is going to be where uh, the woman taking a shower, the doctor's mm-hmm. wife is definitely going to die. Uh, but it does a good job of kind of like drawing it out and creating tension and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, and you kind of expect it to also cut away uh, when it comes to like the eye thing, but it doesn't cut away at all, uh, really. So it's, uh, I, I think it's definitely one of the more well done scenes. In well, the it's film. a fortune movie though. I mean, if you can, if you can sever an eye, why would you cut away? Yeah, I mean, Fulci is a man that loves his, uh, uh, as people say, ocular trauma. Yeah, and uh, this is a perfect. I mean, I, I I was surprised on on how this even happened. The setup was, it, it was flawless. But when you think about it, like I've never seen a movie where it's like, yeah, somehow we're gonna have a piece of wood stab someone's eye, but Fulci did it. He figured it out. And for that, I applaud him. I think that is my second favorite scene. Shark scene, number one. Second, eye stabbing. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both aligned on this one. We're fans of good gore and stuff like that. And yeah, this is one of those uh, scenes that is just immaculate. Mm-hmm. And I, also, I mean, just how it's set up. It, it's, it flows very naturally. It's not like... It came out of nowhere. It's just like, oh yeah, this is the natural progression. Zombie breaks the wall, the the door, starts pulling her, and somehow, she just happens to be right in front of a giant splinter that will completely stab her eye. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Another thing I like too is uh, when we do go back to there, we just have like the zombies just chowing down on all these different like organs and stuff like that another thing that it does not shy away from well but that that is a, a that that that's a part where romero did it first with uh, night of the living dead uh ah you're and, right and that's yes. the part where i i mean i mean that if there's one scene that night of the living dead did that had never probably never seen been seen before in popular films was that whole hey let's just have the camera looking at zombies chowing down on humans like if they were you know just going to town i'm not even angry just doing it like mindlessly just boom boom just uh, one hand on the other seeing livers and whatnot being eaten on i mean romero did it uh and i think that that's the part where i was like huh this feels a lot like a night of the living dead because night of the living dead had that beautiful you know let's all just pal around chow on this uh, dead corpse yeah there you although, go although i wish uh, there was a child doing it because night of the living dead you even have a child eating her mother but yeah oh yeah no child here um yeah you remember night of the living dead a little bit better than i do but i do remember that scene um yeah so sbf arrested in the bahamas should should uh should he be sent to matul Question, is Matul the island or the name of the doctor? 
No, Menard is the name of the doctor. Matul okay. is the actor. Okay, there, there was a moment where maybe it was lost in translation, but I could have sworn I heard Dr. Matul. But, okay. They, they may have messed up. I mean, they could have messed up the dubbing, too. I mean, nothing is out of the question here. But I, yeah, it's Matul okay. is the actor. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, uh, should he go there? Um, no, man, because then you're going to have a, a zombie scamming people. Like, <laughs> we're going to have, like, zombie crypto coins. Uh, I don't want to see that. The the 400-year-old Spanish conquistador yeah, coin? Yeah, I don't, don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. This is but a, keep, keeps your money about as safe as the kind of the corpses in that's here. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is a very dated joke <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah. In in two years, they're going to be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the last scene that I think really stood out to me uh, was the conclusion where they're kind of all holed up in that church converted to kind of hospital. Uh, and they kind of do the Molotov cocktail thing. Another kind of uh, uh, tribute to Night of the Living Dead. Um, and... It does not go particularly well, uh, kind of their last stand. Uh, you kind of think that maybe they're going to band together here. There's a bunch of them together. They're going to take out a bunch of zombies. To some extent, they do take out some zombies, but uh, for the most part, uh, they kind of get their shit ruined there. Well, yeah, although it's expected. I mean, all the female characters are useless. And then uh, the doctor, and then you, the hospital itself had a, a shit ton of people dying. And at this point, they're dead. So... It, it, it's no surprise. I do like how the doctor dies. I think that's uh, the most surprising part because uh, the, the, the guy who kills him I, it seemed like he was a good friend. Um, but yeah, uh, the all the other characters, um, not 100% surprised. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a scene that, for me at least, this one probably is the most similar... Uh, t in terms of just like dread and atmosphere and dark cinematography to kind of the Gates of Hell trilogy that Fulci would do after this. Um, so I, I like how kind of drenched in, in like uh, uh, night and stuff this scene is. I think it's really atmospheric. I, I think a lot of the kind of like people just getting knocked off is, is quite well done. So uh, I don't know. I guess this is probably scene number three if I'm to rank them sort of like Hugh Zombie versus Shark Splinter and then probably this yeah. scene. Uh, but I do quite like how kind of that showdown goes. And yeah, you get to see Fulci just uh, kind of at his, uh, I don't know if it's glorious, but you get to see him kind of unleashed with uh, a whole lot of uh, blood and, and different stuff mm -hmm. and just, uh, yeah, and, and fire and it's just fun. Yeah, no, and, and the, there are some cool stunts. I mean, you got uh, zombies on fire still walking towards the, the, the folks. You got the guys uh, uh, shooting at them. Uh, lots of, like, blood splatter all over the place. Um, in that sense, it's, it's a very uh, fun or dynamic scene. It, it, it's interesting because I, I, I'm, I'm always curious on when, when we're talking about, like, zombie uh, cliches. Um, this one, in a way, it reminds me of you know Night of Living Dead, which is said a million times, but at the same time, not because everyone has a gun and everyone has sort of a plan uh, that is way way more solid than the, in the other film. So I'm kind of curious if this in the movie Zombie or Zombie Two, as it's called in Italy, if this scene is perhaps the the cliche that you later have 
later over and over again of folks trapped in a barn, but all with guns on the plan. Like, I mean, you know, like uh, Shaun of the Dead. Like, yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's just a very logical conclusion mm-hmm. to pretty much any zombie film is like, that's what happens. You get cornered at the end and trying to break yourself right. out. And, and everyone getting their shit ruined uh, because that's usually what, well, when it when it will happen. Like, because I, I was just thinking Shaun of the Dead, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a church turned into hospital, but it's a, it's a bar, but it has a very similar setting, and that's, and to me, satire is the best way to pick out, uh, uh, pick out the the cliches, uh, because they they use all of them, and and uh, yeah, I'm curious if uh, this movie was the one who, that started that off. I mean, to some extent, I mean, I think you look at both the Romero films that came before this too like Dawn and Night of the Living Dead is sort of different variations on it too. True. Yeah, you're right. Although, did, did yeah. Dawn end with everyone cornered? Cause I, I feel like Dawn is just... Dawn is such a crazy movie. Because uh, <laughs> you, you have you have an entire mall. And, you know, you have that scene where those uh, motor, motor, uh, motorcyclists just come in and start, like, ruining everything. Uh, but I don't remember if Don, like if the movie ends with everyone just being cornered. I mean, they get cornered and then they fly away on the helicopter. Okay. I think just two of them. Yeah. So. Okay. To some extent, I I think it's very similar. I mean, two of them here escape on a boat. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, not an Italian film if we don't give the soundtrack some uh, some talk. So thoughts on the Fabio Fritzi, who would do some of Fulci's most uh, kind of iconic films. I think he worked on The Psychic, too. I don't remember if he did The New Yorker or not, but I, I don't think he did. But uh, yeah, what do you think of the score? It's, it's pretty good. Uh, having the, uh, I mean, it's very synthetic. Uh, it, it feels to me, uh, or to me, it still feels like 70s more than 80s. Hmm. Uh, uh, there are moments where I, I think not just the score, but sound like how it's used. Uh, some moments are are, are pretty fun. Uh, for example, the the scene where they find the wife dead. Um, you know, you have the characters coming in. the The scene is very quiet, uh, and it's just a shot of them looking, just looking at something, all looking terrified. Well, or trying to act terrified. And then the camera goes to the dead body, and boom, the, the music just kicks in with the zombies eating. And, and that was a very par- par- powerful scene with the music and all that, and just sort of pumps up the moment. Uh, the, sh- the shark scene also, the music works out really well. Um, so I, I think this, the score, the score is, is done really well. I mean, it, it's a good score. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it too. I, I think it's even above average as far as the Italian stuff goes. I, I, I think it's a very good score. Uh, my one complaint would not be about the main theme at all, which I think is wonderful. Uh, it would be uh, the Caribbean score, <laughs> I think, is pretty uh, mediocre, uh, to put it kindly. I mean, the Caribbean score, it, the, the scene the scene where, where they're in, main, in the mainland of whatever Caribbean country they are, um... Or it's supposed to be right. Um, it's just a fucking cliche in every single way. The Caribbean score is a cliche. The scammy uh, cab driver is a cliche. 
all of that is a cliche. As soon as they leave that 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 area, you know, I, the movie kicks back again to something good. Yeah, well, it, I don't know if you noticed, but it does go back to that score a number of times, uh, kind of on Matul too. Uh, so. Wait, which score are we talking about? Because there, there, there's two, there's two location scenes. There's one where it literally has like steel drums and marimbas and stuff like that, and that's what I meant by cliche. And then there's the other one, which is the voodoo drums. That's the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I, I thought, the, yeah, I thought the voodoo drums. Uh, were fine. I, I mean, also, I, I don't think the, the the voodoo drums are actually not part of the score. I mean, they're, they're officially part of the score, but uh, they're actually on-scene drums. I mean, they, you don't see them, but mm. they're, they're, it's happening, actually. So it makes sense that mm. it's not the same thing as the regular score. It's literally, I mean, one of the characters reacts to the mu- to, to the drums, saying, like, are, are the drums causing all of this? And so I mean, it makes sense to me why why they're they, why they're there, and I thought they were effective. I mean, because again, it's yeah, they're, they're not added post or they, I mean, they are added post, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it is part of the scene. Uh, it's. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I just didn't care for it as much. Maybe it's just I was looking for more of that stereotypical Italian soundtrack sort of thing. Uh, so what you you say does make sense. I think we might just differ in opinion how much we enjoyed it there. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, it's not that I enjoyed it or not. It's more of uh, the the drums were part of the plot. They were. Mm. I mean, in fact, I th- I think that's one of the ambiguities within the plot. Right? It's like what is causing all the zombies to rise now? And you know, it's oh, it's the villagers are, are kind of pissed and they're you know doing some voodoo shit and the drums are part of that voodoo shit that they're doing whatever that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah well um i think that is more or less all i have for zombie flesh eaters do you have anything to add on to what we've already talked about uh well we never did the uh <laughs> you never did the single sentence or the, the short summary which is hilarious oh shit no, that's fine <laughs> yeah the synopsis yeah i mean i i think this film if you can't tell, the plot is pretty whatever. It's like not the most important part of this film. <laughs> uh, but here's the synopsis that I actually bolded uh, at the beginning, trying to get myself to remember to say it. Uh, strangers search for a young woman's missing father, arrive at a tropical island where a doctor desperately seeks the cause and cure of a recent epidemic of the undead. Very solid. That's yeah, a, a solid uh, summary. I think that one's IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Um... I guess, I guess uh, if there's one thing I I would like to like one last thought about the movie is that there's a scene where the, this is plot wise there's a scene where the doctor is like oh I I looked at uh, at this body is through viro- virology bacteriology uh, <laughs> epilepsy and all that stuff <laughs> and I was thinking huh he didn't mention prions you know that mad cow disease shit. <laughs> you know that, that's what he missed this is these are all cases of mad cow <laughs> it's it's just as plausible as anything yeah. it, it wasn't voodoo <laughs> they just ate a bad cow 20 years ago exactly um well i mean actually mad cow probably was not a and people did not know about mad cow until the 90s right um, yeah, yeah that's right i remember the scare yeah, yeah. uh 
Yeah. So it didn't exist yet. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to look up every word that he was saying. I'm like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how accurate this is as far as like coming up with random uh, medical terms. I mean, I, I, he didn't say like two other words that I didn't understand, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, souvenir. Uh, the boat. I just have to clean it up, make sure that the zombie's not in there. But uh, the first boat, like, fuck yeah, I'm keeping that. I'll take the uh, conquistador's hat. <laughs> the helmet. Yeah, the 400 year old <laughs> that they just have lying around there. They're like, oh, this must be 400 years old. <laughs> I know. I love the fact that the conquistador, I guess, was bar- buried wearing the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sell that shit on eBay. <laughs> also, it had skin, even though it's 400 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somewhere Nathaniel is nodding along madly. Um, yeah. Um, who won the movie? The Shark Trainer. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to Fulci. Uh, you know, this is very much his film. Uh kind of start to finish i think it has a lot of his trademarks I, I do think this is a very flawed film and i think people that will just get their start here if you don't like it i think there's still more to check out uh if if this is sort of a fulgy intro uh if you do like it too i mean there's a lot more to check out too i think he's a very good director um i don't i think there are parts of this film that we kind of discussed in here that just don't quite come mm-hmm. together um but for the most part i do quite enjoy this film and it's one that i could easily uh watch some mm-hmm. other time too yeah no, I mean, I, I think it's, um, a solid, it's a solid zombie film, and considering that this is probably, like, the fifth zombie film ever made, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's good effects, good gore. It's fun. If you're looking for a fun time and you like horror films, then I, I think you could do a lot worse than this mm-hmm. film. Um, rating? Six and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm coming in at seven and a half. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I've come up slightly over the time. Uh, you know, it's very flawed. I think for me at least, uh, I don't think it totally works perfectly as a film, but it has some absolutely iconic scenes. So it just kind of depends how you would grade those really amazing scenes versus, um, kind of the rest of the film, which can at times be, uh, you know, a little trying to get there. I mean, it's, it's, if you ask me, is this better than, uh, you know, um, uh, the latest Zack Snyder zombie film? Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, it's yeah. better than famous, or that films that, you know, I mean, I guess the latest uh, Zack Snyder zombie film is not highly regarded. I know you liked it. No, no. Uh, I did not. I mean, as, as as a very stupid film. Um, I mean, as far as, like, pre-1980s zombies films, uh, like, if we're talking about more, like, the Romero zombies, uh, it's, like, it's got to be, like, two Romero zombie films and this, and, like, just maybe one or two others. Um, there's just not that much out by that time. So I do think you make a good point as far as, like, kind of its point in history. And it did kind of create, uh, help to create that Italian zombie subgenre, uh, which personally I could probably do mostly without, but uh, it it is notable nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, I I think the probably like as far as I'm aware, like the next big 
movie, uh, zombie movie, or the next one, the next one that sort of once again pushes the genre forward is Day of the Living Dead, and that's like in, in the mid '80s, right? You're talking about Day of the Dead or Return of the Living Dead? Uh, Different movies. Oh, Day of sorry. the Dead's the Re- Romero. Return, uh, and... Return of the Dead. Uh, Return. Wait, no. Of the Living. Return yeah, of the Return Living of the Dead, Living I think. Dead. The nineteenth. Yeah, the comedy. Yes. Or the zombie company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is... That one... I mean, I think still pushes forward the, the, the genre. The which one? Return. The no, Day Return of the, of the Dead? Living Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, it's a very notable film. Um, I, I like that film. I enjoyed that film, too. Uh, but, yeah, it kind of pushes it more into the comedy realm, which is kind of where it's come back to, and to some extent, with, like, Zombieland and all those films. Right. No, but also, the zombies are, in a way, even though it's a comedy, the zombies are more menacing because there's no weak point. Yeah, it's a, it's a quite a well-done horror film. Um, okay, yeah. well, uh, I think that just about concludes this episode. So uh, I did mention how you can contact us at the top of the episode, so I'm not going to do that again. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, I will see you guys all next time. Uh, Ciao. Ciao. (laughs) Damn, dude. Dying over there.